I've just realized after listening back to a few of our latest episodes that we never introduce ourselves. We're never like, oh, hey, I'm Jay Sher, I'm Micah, this is Podzilla, the podcast where we watch Godzilla movies and talk about them. We probably sh- uh, everybody else does it. If someone starts listening to our podcast, they're not going to know who we are. They're just going to listen to two voices that sound kind of the same because <laughs> we're brothers. I've been watching a few YouTube YouTubers and podcasts who have this problem as well. And I think it's almost better not to introduce yourselves. All right. Because they just have to get good enough and watch or listen enough to know who you are. Okay, so it's kind of like a little hook that hooks them in. Yeah. And then, oh, I need to know who they are. I need to learn their and voices. And that's, that's when you know when you're into the podcast. Because okay. you can tell, hey, whoa, that j shirt? That was a funny joke by him. <laughs> Let me add him on Twitter. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm all for that. So, But anyway, uh, let's do this time. Guys, I am j <laughs> And yeah, I am Micah. We... Talk about Godzilla movies. I've done this bit before, haven't I? Probably. <laughs> I'm Micah. And I'm Jason. You already know who we are if you're listening to this. We usually watch Godzilla movies, Godzilla adjacent movies, and then talk about them, share some behind the scenes info, give our thoughts on the movies. But we're doing something a little bit different in the lead up to our second season. That's right. I love how we have a season break and a, what, six, eight week gap? I think of like a six week gap or And something. still have regular episodes yeah well it's a little secret but we're recording all these before our break pretty <gasps> much and we're gonna be releasing them within the break so it's gonna be seamless episodes every bye week into the next season but we put out a little bit of a feedback form a little while ago just asking you guys what you like about the show what you'd be interested in and a lot of you said that you'd love to hear episodes that aren't specifically on movies whether they be episodes breaking down a specific monster or something else that's not even a movie, maybe a book or maybe a video game. <laughs> Godzilla Book Club! So, yeah, we'll see about those ones. But we thought it'd be fun to do a little bit of a ranking. Talk yeah. about our favourite monsters, our favourite kaiju that we've covered on the show so far. We're calling this Rank All Monsters. Rank All Monsters, Jaysha. Even though it's not all of the monsters, only the ones we've covered so far. Yeah, so any kaiju that off the top of your head you can think of, that will be in here that we've seen. Yeah. We have separated the chaff, so to speak. (laughs) Uh, We've cut out some of the smaller smaller things which are technically classed by Toho as quote-unquote kaiju. Yeah, well we've kept most of the kaiju in there, we've even kept most of the kaijin. Most are just the random monsters in the movies. What we've taken out is the random things like if you watched Latitude Zero along with us or listened to the episode, there is a lion that's a bit bigger than normal that gets turned into a griffin later down the track. There's a condor that gets his wings taken off. We don't care about that lion and that condor. They're not going to be in this. But we've got some surprises and some... Very minimal monsters that I'm guessing are going to be very low on each of our rankings. Yeah. So how this is going to work, me and Jason have our separate lists full of 36 monsters each. Yeah, we've got 36 monsters. We're going to go from the bottom, from Mm -hmm. 36, and name each of them. And I believe we're going to focus on and talk about whatever it is I say? Yeah. We weren't too sure on how to best do this, whether we did a tier list or whether we both, like, just decide on the rankings together but i I think those things will work best probably in a visual format Mm. we don't really have a visual format we're doing this audio only so 
We've both got separate lists. We'll both discuss our separate lists as we go on, but we're only really going to be talking about mainly and focusing on the most on your chosen monster for that number. Yeah, slot. that's right. But, <laughs> yeah, that's we've, right. we've both got different lists. I'm very interested to see if any of these kind of match up. Like we've got the same ones for any of our numbers because there's yeah. so many of them. I think the bottom ones and maybe like the top five will be pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Who knows about the middle? There might be some surprises. There might be some surprises. First off on Jace's list, Godzilla. He hates him. <laughs> 36th monster. The worst monster, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we can all agree on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should I start first? Yeah, well, let me I'll, hear it. I'll just mention mine and then we can talk about yours. But number 36. The bottom of my rank in the monsters we've touched on so far. I've got Giant Lizard. <laughs> okay, Giant Lizard is the same for Giant me. Lizard's the same for you. So, appearing in... <laughs> I can't even remember. This wasn't one of the Mothra movies, was it? No, it's Godzilla versus King Kong. King Kong versus Godzilla? Yeah. King yeah. Kong versus Godzilla. King Kong versus Godzilla. This was one of the ones that showed up, literally as the human characters are just walking across a trail. You see... It's not even a Giant Lizard. And I think I brought it up. I hated that this is classed as a kaiju, as a monster. Mike, it is official merchandise of the giant lizard. It's a, it's a big lizard. It's a big lizard. It looks like a tuatara. But like bigger, you know. It's in frame for like three seconds. It's like a meter long. <laughs> That's a giant lizard. It's not a meter long. <laughs> if you scrubbed back in that scene. Okay, Dasha. What? Why is he the least liked for you? <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. He's hardly a monster. He's a bit of a bigger lizard. He's in it very briefly. We hardly see him. And all I can remember, all I can remember about him, I don't know why, but we watched King Kong vs. Godzilla, the Japanese version. Then we watched the English version. And straight after, or straight before the giant lizard part in the English Americanization, they're talking about foot corn. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember foot corn. He's like complaining about that he has foot corn. He has foot corn. The guy that gets attacked by the lizard. And then those two things are just so wrapped up in my mind that I can't think about the giant lizard without thinking about foot corn. <laughs> and I just don't like it. That's absolutely fair. What was foot corn again? Real quick. <laughs> I don't know. Is it like calluses on your foot? I don't... We don't need to mm. talk about this. Yep, corn's on your foot. <laughs> Great start. Okay, what's 35 for you? 35, I've got something that's very similar to the giant lizard. I've got the giant boar. Exactly the same. Same for you? Yeah. <laughs> So this is a giant boar that is briefly seen once again, like a couple seconds, in Frankenstein Conquers the World. I think it's a bit longer because they do have a fight scene. Yeah. Uh, a miniature boar against a few tanks. Yeah. The Japanese army. Yeah, real briefly. And mm. you see it kind of like, it's an animatronic, so it's kind of like moving its legs. Yeah. Um, that's all I can remember of it. That's why he's so low. I, I think these ones are low just because I hate how Toho ranks. Slightly large monsters as monsters. Well, it was a boar the size of a tank. Okay. I mean, okay. that's pretty cool in its own right. If we were, if Toho made a movie, Giant Boar. That would be pretty cool. Attack of the Giant Boar. And it's about like, set back in like World War II. <laughs> uh, Jasha, this is your fan film you can make. <laughs> a random battalion, just like four guys in a tank get I lost. I see it now. You yeah. go up against this giant boar that's the size of the yeah. tank. Imagine, but no. That's not what we get. That's why he's so low for me. All right. 34. Who do you have? Vampire plant. Okay, this is where we start to differ. 
I have the giant condor or a condor. Mm. We'll talk about him a bit later on. Okay, so Vampire Planet. This is the one on Infant Island. Yes, in Mothra. In the original Mothra movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is the puppet of the just tendrils coming down and attacking somebody from in the middle of the forest. Yeah, purple tendrils that attack our protagonist and apparently like suck the life out of him or put him to sleep. Apparently. Yeah. It doesn't get that far. <laughs> yeah. Which is a bit disappointing. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say about this. I, I think he's just up a tiny, tiny, tiny bit higher for me just because the idea of a vampire plant's pretty cool. He's original. Yeah. More original than a giant lizard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. 33 then. 33? I'm guessing ours are probably going to be different again, but I have the Batman from Latitude Zero. They're close. I've got the giant rats next. Okay. Our Latitude Zero picks. Latitude Zero as well. What do you like about the giant rats? So, again, I don't like them just because they're... <laughs> giant animals yeah but they're at least creative in the fact that they have a little bit of a backstory behind them we have our nefarious doctor whose name escapes me malik dr malik who mm-hmm. um who's doing genetic tests on all of the animals on this island that's how the griffin is created he starts by i think it's with the batman as well just genetically modifying things yeah um and this is the offspring of that idea and there is a little bit of a fight scene between the humans and them um, but they are defeated in the end by walking into a lake of acid. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but they're literally like lemmings. Like they all just follow each other mm-hmm. into the lake of acid. They didn't need to. And that's how they all die. <laughs> they just do. Just do. <laughs> I, I like them a bit more than you. I think just because I had rats growing up. We had pet rats. I don't know if I've talked about this before. We had pet mice and pet rats. We had pet mice, yeah. And then a couple of years later, we had pet rats. We had a rat each. And I, I really liked my pet rat. Amelia? Amelia. Because oh. we were into Doctor Who at the time. That's right. And I really liked Amy Pond. So I named my rat Amelia. What was that song you... Oh, Come on, you know the song. I sing a song about my rat when I was... I was I must have been like five years old. You were like 10. <laughs> I must have been like five years old. Anyway, <laughs> I've always liked rats. And you know, I'm a big fan of the Princess Bride. Those have the rats unusual. What are they called? Um, oh, oh they've they got that acronym name, don't yeah, they? Yeah, rats of unusually large size or something. I'm sorry, all of you 40 year olds. Yeah. Who really love the Princess Bride. Yeah, I'm letting my the Princess Bride fan, fan base down right now. But yeah, I kind of like the giant rats. Yeah, I feel you. 32, next up. There I have the vampire plant. So again, not very high. Yeah. And there I've got the Batman. Okay. So the Batman, there's not much to say about them either. We talked about them a little bit more in depth when we talked about Latitude Zero, but they don't look that great. No, I I wanted to find another picture, but if you search up Batman, it just comes up Batman. Yeah. We've got a picture of them on our uh, Instagram, I think. Yeah, they're kind of, they're humans that have been turned into bats or bats that have been turned into humans. I don't really know what Malik did to them, but <laughs> they just look odd. You said before that their faces look too human and not enough bat. Yeah, and well, the bottom fa- the bottom half of their face is bat. Yeah. The top half is hairy human. Yeah. But it's just the nose. It's like the bat's nose is where a human mouth should be. Yeah. And I can't unsee just how weird it looks. Like, it shouldn't be a thing. I'm convinced that Malik just cut off the bottom half of a, a human's face. <laughs> yeah. 
But they do that purpose in the movie. They, they just act as Malik's henchmen. They're goons. I, I learned afterwards that I think there's only there were only three people in the Batman costumes, and yet it, they made it look like there was five or six of them in one of the fight sequences mm. in Latitude Zero. So there's a bit of like movie magic. Movie magic there, but yeah, they're nothing special. Are we up to thirty-one? Thirty-one. For thirty-one, I put the little snowman from Half Human. Ooh, I put. The giant sea serpent from King Kong from Escapes. From King Kong Escapes. Wow. All right. Uh, well, not to spoil anything, but my next one, number theory, <laughs> is the giant sea serpent. Gotcha, so gotcha. I, yeah. Like, this is... Okay, this is a pretty cool-looking kaiju. Uh, especially if you look at the prop for it that they had on set. It looks really, really cool. Hmm. It's so low because of the fact that it's unnamed and just randomly shows up in the movie, serves its purpose, and then strangles king kong yeah he's just a rip-off manda pretty much yeah is in it for again a couple of seconds i kind of like because we still haven't seen the king kong movie we'll try and change that soon but we haven't seen the king, original king kong movie and apparently there's a dinosaur in that which they um based gorosaurus off Mm-hmm. And then there's a sea serpent, which they base this giant sea serpent off. So this does have roots back to the original movie as well. Yeah, so it's just kind of like a nice homage to uh, the original King Kong. But again, it's weird because we've had giant lizard, we've had giant boar, we've got a condor, the giant condor. And this is giant sea serpent, but it's not like it's a big sea I, I guess like it's not like there's normal sea serpents we've seen and this is a giant one <laughs> there's this actually is... a small sea serpent <laughs> yeah. so no creativity but i wish right. they gave it a name they gave gorosaurus a name yeah if they gave this guy a name he'd be up like five spaces 30 mm. my 30 was giant sea serpent what was yours the griffin the griffin is that low on your list really so this is the first one that's actually like a kaiju I'd say. Yeah. A pretty cool monster. I like the idea of the griffin creatively. How you have a mishmash of these different animal parts and you inject basically a human mind or soul into it. Yeah. So it's a human thinking in the body of a kaiju. Led down by the fact that it's probably the kaiju that does the least in the Mm -hmm. whole Godzilla franchise so far. Yeah. Uh, Even with giant sea serpent, you have a little bit of combat at least. Yeah. But the griffin just... Stands on a cliff most of the movie. Mm. Dives down. Attacks Dr. Malik's ship. Yeah. That's it. You're right. There's no memorable, like, action scenes. Mm. Or nice, like, kaiju, like, even, like, suit moments with it. But I kind of appreciated how the Griffin worked in the plot. Because Malik's, his whole plan is, I'll just set this Griffin with the mind of a human after the people I want to kill. Mm. But he was never that nice to the human or the lady whose mind is in the griffin when she was alive and she doesn't want to listen to him. She just disobeys him yeah. and she just flies up onto a mountain and just watches the whole thing out. And fair enough, honestly. <laughs> and it's kind of a cool little twist at the end to have her stop sitting out of the fight and then instead of attacking the heroes in the story, she goes after Malik. Yeah. And I kind of like that little twist. It's on a nice little noise. dynamic, eh? Yeah, but you're right. It could have been a lot more the Griffin could have done. But who knows? Those Godzilla anime prequel novels 
The Griffin might be, have some great scenes in there. We'll read those one day. It'll <laughs> we'll do an episode. Justice. We'll do an episode on on Griffin's parts in the anime prequel novels. Not the novels themselves, just the no. Griffin's parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, what's up on number twenty nine for you? Okay, this is going to be divisive. Oh, is it the same one? This is going to be divisive. For twenty nine, I put Skeleturtle. Skeleturtle, same as me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't want to. Oh, what's the word? I wanted to be honest and truthful to myself and not pander to our audience. <laughs> I know you guys love Skeleturtle and I do too. You, well, He's like the only guy I hear you talk about, Micah. Skeleturtle <laughs> is Skeleturtle that. If I'm bringing down my facade, <laughs> he is not a kaiju. <laughs> he's inanimate bone. <laughs> what's his other name? The mystery. The mystery bones of Infant Island. Yeah. It's not even a thing. It is alive though. It is moving. It does blink. It's not... It's not. And it is a bit bigger than your average turtle. Yeah. Okay. So is everything on Infant Island, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what else is he to say about Skeleturtle? He's in one scene. The legends about him have kind of built him up. Yeah. Made him be as high as he is in my list, at least. Why is he higher than everything else for, for you? Because <laughs> everything else before this sucks. <laughs> Skeleturtle yeah, at least fair. has a cool kind of persona around him you know i will say if i had to get like an action figure of anybody on this list skeletal would be up there <laughs> yeah. i'd love to get a little action he's figure somehow more memorable than everything else <laughs> yeah. and all he does is wink 28 uh i had giant rats for my 28 which you've already talked about mm, and i had Oconto there okay so showing up in ebra horror yeah. of the deep uh these are they're not even that giant are they it's a big condor. Slightly bigger condors. Multiple? I think there's just one. Nah, there's just one. Oh, you're right. There is the one. Yeah. Just the one who attacks Godzilla for like a minute, two minutes. Flies up to Godzilla, picks his face a bunch, then gets atomic breathed into the water. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it because uh, this is kind of separate from the Okondoru. Yeah. But I love how whenever they need something in a Godzilla movie, they're like, you know what? Let's bring in the condor again. <laughs> We've got a condor suit. Bring it in. <laughs> they did it for this. They did that for Latitude Zero. I'm sure they did it for at least one other one. Yeah. The giant condor or a condor comes back and all monsters attack. <laughs> However, I'm very suspicious that might just be footage from yeah, the Horror of the Deep. So. Probably is. <laughs> yeah. There's not much to say about him. Uh, however, you know, he at least has a cool name he's referred to by. A condor, condor, which I think just means giant condor in Japanese, yeah. but at least he's got a name. He's got a name, you know. <laughs> All right, number twenty-seven. So this is where we probably differentiate quite a bit again, but I have Frankenstein for my number twenty-seven. Huh? From Frankenstein conquers the world. I'm actually surprised quite a few aren't before him for you. All right, mm. interesting. Who did you have for your twenty-seven? Here I've got Little Snowman. Okay. Uh, from the half-human movie, yeah, as well as the American remake where they have extra scenes of this little smaller abominable snowman. His, his dead body. <laughs> yeah, on, on an <laughs> autopsy table. Yeah. I, I like the fact that they have, apart from Manila, yeah. best boy Manila. Yeah. Uh, Number one on both our lists, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as like the smaller son or child kaiju. Yeah. Little Snowman was the first. He was. Yeah. He was a trailblazer in kaiju history yeah absolutely 
uh, I like the fact that he served the purpose of being somebody that this kaiju wanted to protect. Yeah. Uh, you don't really see that too much, even with Manila. Yeah. Godzilla hates Manila. Yeah. But Snowman loves little Snowman. The bond between... The father-son bond is very evident and yeah. half-human. And you see it. It's the break and breaking point for the proper Snowman when little Snowman dies. Mm. Little Snowman's that catalyst in the story. That propels the plot forward. That's right. Hero's hero's journey. Can you say that for any of the other ones we've talked about? Like, would the actually not really story exist without Little Snowman? You know, was was he the one who was taken away in the cage by the circus troupe? Um, I really cannot remember. <laughs> <laughs> Locked half human from my memory. It's either it's one of them. Little Snowman gets captured, and Snowman comes to free him, and then gets captured as well, or or vice versa. Snowman's captured. Little Snowman comes to free him, but. It's interchangeable. They both care about each other and would do that for each yeah. other. You know? He's just the one who dies first. Yeah, yeah. Was he technically the first... No, 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 sorry. I was going to say first kaiju that died, but then I forgot the original Godzilla movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably sad as well that there's so many kaiju of the same species. Like, there's been who knows how many Mothras in the movies oh, yeah. we've seen or Godzillas. We're just talking about, like, the... All of them up in one. Like, if we're talking about Mothra, we're talking about all the Mothras. Yeah, yep. the character of Mothra. But, yeah. 26 is another one that I'm probably going to differentiate a bit from you. But I had King Kong for my 26th. King Kong's very, very I'll, low. I'll actually interject here real quick. King Kong's a little bit higher for me. I put down Sander. Oh. From... Uh, War of the Gargantuans. You got it. It's the one. Yeah. And Sander was actually the, the good kaiju. Yeah. The good brother in that movie. Brother Tagaira. Mm-hmm. Which order are they in your list? Should I just stuff this up a little bit right now? Because I've got a good run on for the next four. Okay. I find all these, the four similar in my mind. For 26, I've got King Kong, who I like more and other things I've seen that aren't Toho productions toho yep. king kong sucks agree and then i've got snowman for 25 they're both mo- monkeys and then you've got sander and gyra and then i've got sander then gyra yeah okay no I, w- I was gonna put them all together because i do agree yeah it was a bit of a lull in all these movies where you have these you know these great kaiju but they're yeah. all just powerful humanoids kind of powerful humanoid ape-like creatures mm. and i agree with you sander's Kind of, again, doesn't have much personality. Doesn't look that cool. Yeah, I hate how Sander looks. Yeah. He's he's a brown one. Yeah, he's still very humanoid. Like, they didn't do much to make him look like a monster, which I guess might be what that movie's trying to do to make you kind of humanize with the gargantuas a little bit. They're both human-like, but... You have this whole storyline where... And I didn't even realize it really while watching it, but you had Frankenstein, who died after fighting with Baragon and escaped into the water. Yeah. And then the next movie starts with Sander doing the exact same stuff as Frankenstein did. Yeah. So one, he's practically a rehash of what we've already seen. It's uh, Gargantuas comes off as a remake of Frankenstein. Yeah. With Sander filling that Frankenstein role. So one, he's something we've already seen. Yeah. Uh, He's just a kaiju who likes humans and doesn't want to hurt them. Yeah. Uh, and, I don't know, Gyra is just the better brother. Yeah, I agree with you. And he looks cooler. He's yeah. more monstrous. He's got that kind of swampy underwater look to him. Yeah. We'll get back to him in just a sec. Yeah. 
Who was 25 for you then? So that was... 25 was Snowman for me. Snowman, okay. Mm-hmm. Guess who I put? Who? Actually, this is your kaiju that you looked after. Wait, you put Maguma this low on the list? I put Maguma. Flip me. All right. Everybody's favorite walrus kaiju <laughs> from... What was the name? It started with an M. I'm not going to help you with these with these movie names. Every, I see in my mind's eye, it's just like a slideshow of Matango, Mogira. And I know this. <laughs> it's Gora. It's, it's Gora. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a really cool movie. Like, I actually like this movie quite a lot. Mm. Uh, this is just a filler kaiju. I kind of, like, he's so stupid. He's such a stupid kaiju. But I somewhat like him for the fact that they just chucked a random walrus in this movie. Yeah, totally. And I, I think we talked about it in the episode, but Ashira Honda initially didn't want Maguma in the movie and it was kind of put in there just to have some sort of action. Why in your right mind would you sit down and think, okay, we need to spice this movie up, you know? It's boring at the moment. Mr. Honda himself, Ashira, <laughs> is telling us that we need to spice it up by adding the coolest kaiju everybody's ever seen. Yeah. Going to draw them into this movie. Let's put a walrus in there. Well, it's it's the Antarctic, you know? They didn't have to have a scene in the Antarctic, though, did they? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. They had a factory there or something. Give me three seconds and I can give you a better Arctic kaiju. Okay. Giant snow leopard. Better than a giant walrus? Really? Giant polar bear. That would be very cool. That would be very cool. Giant ice snake. All right, yeah. Toho hit me up. <laughs> okay yeah that, you're right there but I, I think I his design is he's just a giant walrus there's yeah. nothing special about him but I kind of like him a bit more just for the fact that even though he's just haphazardly thrown into the plot of Gorath yeah I kind of like how you're just following these people trying to stop the star from destroying earth yeah and then all of a sudden out of nowhere they disrupt they disrupt this kaiju's home and this kaiju just gets angry at them, goes on a rampage. They're they're heating up his home. He doesn't want this to happen. He's fighting for his life and he gets killed. It kind of does a little bit of world building that there are these random kaiju yeah. all around the world and they can just pop up at any <laughs> moment, which is kind of cool. He does look a bit stupid, but I mean, he's a giant walrus. That's unique. What's the screen time? Do you know? Was it at less than a minute? <laughs> yeah, probably. It's like five minutes tops. Yeah. He's, he's memorable. I don't know if that's because I was looking after him in an online role-playing page or just because he's a giant walrus and he's kind of unforgettable, <laughs> but I didn't mind the guy. Okay, okay. Bring him back. Bring him back? Yeah, bring him back. I, I want him to... Because he's not in any of the games, is he? Don't think so. Dude, bring freaking... I've already forgotten his name. All right, let's just go on. <laughs> 24, what was your 24? Gyra. Okay, mine was Sander. Okay, so we're getting into yeah. these guys. Gyra more, I think I like him a bit more because he's spices up the flavor. He's the cane to Sander's able. Yeah. Also like the idea of you just have this offspring kaiju uh, taken from some regrown flesh that's been left in a pool and his whole persona has been almost evolutionarily modified by the environment that he grew up in yeah on such a grand scale we have sander who's the brown one and gyra who's this aquatic kaiju literally looks like he's just got seaweed like stuck all over him it's a giant swamp man yeah it is really cool i really like these kaiju that look 
really specific to the areas that they're in. Mm. Like, I really love it when you just see different areas, whether it be a forest, whether it be underwater, whether it be the snow, like Maguma, <laughs> that have these kaiju that very much match it. Like, that's their element. Yeah. And, yeah, he's cool. Like, Santa didn't really have an element. He's he's brown. He's furry. He lives in the mountains. It gives You're right. It gives him a bit more... It adds to their persona when it's like they're the guardian of this territory. Yeah. Uh, also, I understand his viewpoint. The whole movie's about the struggle because he's wanting to eat the humans. Mm. And Santa doesn't. But come on, Gary's a kaiju, man. Yeah. Let him eat who he wants to eat. Yeah, he's a monster. Let him do it. And again, this, I put Gyra above, is my 23rd, which will be the next one. But I put Gyra above Sander, above the snowman, above King Kong, above Frankenstein. Every other, like, huge humanoid kind of ape-like creature is just a little bit boring to me. But mm-hmm. is just something else. And it's real cool just to have this actually pretty scary monster walking around eating people. Not thinking like the whole plot of the story is that's what he think he that's what he thinks he should do. He's a monster. He needs to eat people, and then it's about his brother trying to be like, no, you don't need to do that. Yeah, trying to save him. Out of all these guys, he's an actual monstrous beast. Yeah, who looks really great, fits the part, and you feel that about him. He's scary. Yeah. He's a kaiju. Yeah. Uh, also, a really cool fight with him where he just goes unhinged at the very end. Yeah, nothing can stop him. Yeah, good, good. Um, like suit suit scenes in that movie. And he also comes back and go God Man as well. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Uh, Where are we up to? 23rd. Mine was Gyra. Varan. Varan. So we've seen him recently in... Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. These ensemble movies. It's not All Monsters Attack. No. It's Battle of the Beasts. Yes. Yep. Battle of the Beasts. What is it? Destroy your monsters. No monsters were destroyed. I stand by that. <laughs> Jadora was destroyed. The fire dragon was destroyed. <laughs> I think they did a really cool thing where with Varan. I think his design is actually really cool. Yeah. Um, in his movie, he kind of serves the same purpose as Godzilla. Mm. He comes out of the water and then he's just a giant for them to fight. Yeah. Uh, I think they gave him a real cool ability with the ability to fly. While not being a bird? Yeah. Yeah. He's not a bird. He's not a moth. He's kind of this hybrid flying lizard dragon. He's really cool. He looks cool. And also one of the smarter ways that they defeat him as well. I mean, I'll show you a picture. Look at this guy. That's Varan and Destroy All Monsters. Yeah. Look at him. Destroy. Oh, come on. I'm see- I just saw him more looking at your phone screen than I did in Destroy All Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I like him. I I like him quite a bit. And I think it's just because of how creatively he's used within his original movie, which I didn't like that much. But the whole fact that there's this tribe that are very much scared of him. There's this whole... He's idolized a, by this He's idolized tribe. and called... Is he called Baradagi or something? Yeah, Baradagi, Baradagi. Yeah, and they've got this like whole mythos around Varan and the monster at the bottom of the lake. Don't go to this... Don't go to this lake because he will attack you. Yeah, this whole this whole mythos and just legend in this village that make him seem like a very legendary creature. And even just the way that they yeah defeat him at the end of Varan by seeing his tendency to... Um, like attack things that are moving or to eat attack small objects so they come up with the ingenious idea yeah to shoot flares at him because he will just eat them and pounce at them 
Yeah. It's quite cool. Like, and destroy him from the inside out. Yeah, yeah. So I think just how he's used in his movie uh, make makes me like him a little bit more. But it's, it's just a real letdown that they never go back to that. Yeah, and we never see him again. But he's kind of a cool little hybrid mix of a few of Toho's kaiju. Yeah. 22. 22, I have Griffin, who we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. And I've got Frankenstein up there. Okay. Above his two offspring. Yeah, so you actually like Frankenstein more than both Gyra and Sander. Yeah, those two are kind of like the knockoff, the afterthought. Frank is the O... <laughs> Frank. <laughs> we're calling Frank. We're calling Frankenstein Frank. Frank from now yeah. on. Yeah. Frank is the OG. <laughs> uh, his design isn't great. He's a guy. He's a, he's a kid. A giant kid, right? Yeah, well, we see him as a kid. And we see him grow up. So I think he's a young adult mm. um, for majority of Frankenstein conquers the world. But he's just this wild little kid that's grown up, yeah. not really knowing much of the world. He's just been treated on as a test subject his whole life. Yeah. He's probably one of my least favorite visually. Mm. But his abilities and his role in the movie, it's almost a better King Kong than King Kong. Uh, yeah. A better King Kong than King Kong to me. Yeah. Uh, and the ability. How did he grow? Is that just something that happened normally? Yeah, I, I can't remember again. I think he's just, yeah, at one point in the movie, he starts growing very fast. Yeah. That and the fact that they start chopping off his limbs and they grow back. Yeah. That's hand cool. on the loose. Yeah. I think it's just a really cool idea to have for somebody. Cool changes to, like, this classic movie monster. Like, he looks different enough to Universal Monsters Frankenstein. He has that regrowing um, ability that's real cool. What was his origin again? It was, like, the heart... Of the original... The heart of the original Frankenstein was left in Hiroshima when the bomb went off or something? And it became nuclear and they gave it to a boy. Did the heart grow into the boy? I don't know, but it was wild. Crazy. What a wild story. So out there it was likeable. I think the reason I have him a bit lower than you is just because in the original... uh, The original Frankenstein, Universal Monsters movie, I really like how they show Frankenstein's humanity in that. Mm. How he's very curious... How he gets happy when he sees this little girl and like gives her a flower. Just experiencing the world for the first time and then accidentally kills her when he throws her into the water. Like he threw a flower into the water Mm. and gets actually real upset about it. You don't really see that kind of humanity shine through with Toho's version. Yeah, like compared to everything else, he is the most human Mm. kaiju. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, you can go a lot more in that direction. Yeah. He's just like a big old Neanderthal, really. Yeah. Who is really big. <laughs> really big. Really, really big on Neanderthal. Yeah. Okay, Jasha. 21. 21. I had Varan. I had Snowman. Snowman. He's Snowman. So I put Snowman again a bit higher than King Kong on my list. We're just getting to him now in yours. So you liked him more than Gyra, Sander, Frankenstein? Yeah, well, I think... Which is funny, because Half Human, we both didn't like. Yeah, we hated this movie. Like, <laughs> this and its American remake are, I believe, the bottom two Yeah, of my entire list of rankings so far that you can find on Letterboxd. Yeah. Uh, I think there's just something special about the fact that he was the first, and they showcased him in that movie with such a great sense of horror. Yeah. Like, the first scene with him in or one of the first scenes where we really get to see who he is, is when he just starts putting his hand up on these 
explore his tents yeah. and he starts peering in in the middle of the night. He's walking through this camp in the middle of the night and you just see glimpses of his hand reaching through the tent flap or his face and silhouetted against like, yeah, the tent you see his outline and silhouette. Mm. Scarier than Kong has ever been in these Toho movies. Yeah. He's a threat. He's this kaiju. Not that he's like a massive kaiju, but he's this monster no. that actually like if you any of these guys would be terrified of if you saw them but this this dude would freak you out if you like wake up you're camping you wake up you see his face like peering through mm. peering through the tent flap he's just a, it's I, freaky there's something about him that i, I really I, like. I think it's helped by the fact that this came out so soon after the original godzilla mm. that toho is still treating these monsters these kaiju like they are scary things yeah i mean you remember how crazy horrific the first godzilla was yeah they brought some of that essence in when going in with this movie yeah and it shows yeah big time as well as the scenes where i can't remember any of the characters names in that anymore <laughs> but one of the characters gets strung upside down on the rope overhanging a cliff yeah that's akira takarada I'm akira. Pretty sure. yeah yeah the snowman comes along and you can see him like grappling with it to save the student lot and he begrudgingly does it mm. His his purpose in that movie as a really de-evolutionized human. Yeah. Because that's what he is. That's what they refer to him as. Yeah. Well, what was it? He's The whole reason it's called half human is because he's got like half the brain tendencies of a human and half the brain tendencies of a beast. Yeah. I think they juggle that so, so well. That's mm. kind of what Frankenstein should have been like, you know? You do see the snowman's humanity especially when it comes to his relationship with his kid yeah and with him seeing hey that guy's in trouble i'm actually going to save him yeah and i mean the whole plot of the movie this is back when ashira Honda's trying to make put weave these real full-on messages and themes throughout his stories yeah real and, relevant to the times yeah i remember half human very much being about like environment and us as humans kind of destroying the environment or changing things that we shouldn't yeah because the whole plot's kind of the snowman's just minding his own business living with his kid and then poachers go out to get him for their yeah. circus humanity and... comes in and interrupts that lifestyle yeah we interrupt that and ultimately it causes the death of the little snowman and the snowman and that's all our fault as humans or some of what the human characters in the movie yeah. were doing and yeah i i love those ideas way more than i love the movie <laughs> yeah and I love Snowman way more than I love the movie. But uh, yeah, I think he's all right. He's, he's pretty cool. by far the highlight of the film. Yeah. And I love the pictures, the promotional photos of him and Godzilla. Yeah. I just I just do. I love the posters of him looking like 100 times his actual size <laughs> that he is in the movie. Yep. <laughs> Are we up to 20? Yeah. Number 20. You were going to hate me for this. Ibra. Horror of the Jaysha. He is just a giant lobster. <laughs> We'll get into more of that soon. He's got different claws, man. <laughs> now, I put... I don't know. You might hate me for this. Gorosaurus. Nah, it's fair enough. Oh, he's he's next soon after, isn't he? Uh, he might be. But yeah, Gorosaurus from King Kong Escapes was one of the more prominent kaiju in Destroy All Monsters. More prominent than Varan, Baragon, and... Manda. And Manda. Yep. Kamunga wasn't in that final fight, was he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> never mind <laughs> but gorosaurus is your number 20 yeah i on one hand i don't like him because he is essentially a giant dinosaur mm. just a giant t-rex 
that is evened out by the fact that they give him a name, they personify him and create and, and make him more of a character, especially in Destroy All Monsters. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he comes up at all again in the future. I think again he's in All Monsters Attack, but that might just be reused footage. <laughs> yep, absolutely <laughs> it is. Uh, but but this uh, Destroy Monsters it just redeemed this this kaiju who otherwise was just you know yeah. a dinosaur because he's in it real briefly and well, he's in King Kong Escapes real briefly like almost yeah. as briefly as a giant sea serpent yeah he comes uh, he comes along fights King Kong by throwing a couple punches and then doing one signature tail move no not a signature tail move signature kick like signature that. kick sorry yeah that's the one he's got gorosaurus's kangaroo kick that's <laughs> Is that what it's called yep, that's his signature move the fact that they bring that back in destroy all monsters it's just <laughs> yeah. like it, it kind of solidifies it you yeah. know it's like oh yeah gorosaurus he's a he's a classic now yeah yeah i again he's just a big old dinosaur but they kind of I don't know. It was kind of, it's kind of cool to just have a normal dinosaur in this world of monsters that um, Toa are creating. Like, we've got Godzilla, but he's got atomic breath. He's almost more god than monster in some instances. And in, in Gorosaurus, we do just have this pretty cool-looking dinosaur with his signature moves, you know? Yeah. I Yeah, I didn't mind the guy. The other closest would probably be Angiris. To, like, as just, like, a dinosaur? Like, yeah, just a dinosaur. Yeah. Angiris, Manda kind of looks like a dinosaur, however he's yeah. a bit more, bit more unique. 19 for you. Maguma, who we've already talked about. And for me, King Kong. All right. Okay. You can start me off. So why, why King Kong, JJ? King Kong's my number 26. What's he for you? You're number 19. 19. I Did was going to put him lower. Yeah. I feel like this is a good middle space. Yeah. Ah, I hate the guy in the Toho movies. He's so goofy and so annoying and not in a good way. Like, is this what people feel about Manila? Because I think, like, they do it so much better in Manila that he's, like, this goofy little stuff up. Yeah. They've even done it a little bit with Rodan. Yeah. They're just, like, a silly character. But I think with him, because he's in, what, two movies? King Kong? King Kong? Yeah, two, and the suit looks very different both times. I don't know if the second one's a sequel. I think it's because they seem to have done it unintentionally. Really? Made him so goofy and weird? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't remember him in the first one being all that goofy. You've got his island, who worship him, Mm -hmm. and he comes every once in a while and drinks red juice. Gets drunk. Gets drunk. It just looks so stupid (laughs) while doing it. Yeah, and again... This was back in the, I think like King Kong vs. Godzilla was when Godzilla, the franchise, started to become a little goofy. But you do still have some moments in King Kong vs. Godzilla that are pretty cool. Like when King Kong goes up against the giant octopus. That's not really goofy stuff. That's actually quite a scary, fun, like fight, cool yeah. looking fight. Enjoyable. Uh, but then you've got all the weird stuff with Toho's King Kong. Just the weird, unexplainable stuff. Like the fact that he's almost like this lightning god yeah like lightning arrives when king kong's near and then he can get resurrected with lightning then can shoot lightning out his fingertips which it doesn't really explain until the fact it's like deus ex machina yeah (laughs) and then all that's gone and king kong escapes but then we're replaced with this i don't even want to talk about the king kong escapes king kong there's just nothing redeemable about him 
He's a big monkey. King Kong's just like a silly little orangutan. Yeah, and again, yeah. in the other King Kong stuff I've seen, like I've seen Peter Jackson's King Kong. I've seen Kong Skull Island. I've only seen Kong Skull Island and I yeah. like it a thousand times more. But in those, he's kind of like the underdog and you can kind of root for the guy. And again, he does have that humanity or that human connection to people. There's always a woman that he mm -hmm. gets infatuated by. In, and in this, he does that, but it's only with one woman. And it's really weird. I, I just don't buy his humanity in these. And I don't understand why you'd root for him in these. But I don't know. Hopefully that'll change. I know that does change with King Kong's other movies. So I'm not writing off King Kong altogether. But Toho's version of him sucks. I think it's because they were riding off the success of of him in, in America. Yeah. So they're like, oh, quickly, let's make a King Kong movie. Yeah. And they tried to do a little twist like they did with Frankenstein um, by making giving him this electricity and these other weird abilities. And But there's like, I can now off the top of my head a few scenes where he's just stupid. Drinking the red, the red liquid, he just has the worst sipping... <laughs> animation for his suit it's just the costume as well eh? the costume it's... looks really weird and again the half human costume actually looks a bit menacing like they're both ape-like creatures the half human costume actually looks menacing actually looks quite original and kong's one just the face the way the face moves the way the eyes move yeah it's just soulless he's just the soulless idiot who gets picked up by balloons constantly <laughs> he's tranked for most of the movies he's <laughs> yeah yeah i'm really curious at what all you guys listening think about king kong as well yeah and we do at the end have actually the top five from you guys we got you guys the listeners to rank these kaiju that we've ranked as well and i've got the top five from that so we'll get into that after we've finished ours was that 20 no that was 19 that was 19 up next 18 you're gonna hate me you, this is the one you're actually going to hate me Jay, for. Jay, should you put Mogira? No, I put Baragon. Baragon. No, Jaysha. Baragon making his first appearance in Frankenstein Conquers the World. A few more seconds in Destroy All Monsters. Yeah, he's my A-team, but who's yours? I put Kamunga. The giant spider. From Son of Godzilla. Yeah, he's quite a bit higher on my list. Mm-hmm. Kamunga is ranked lower than the Kamakura for me. The Kamakuras for you. Kamakuras. Uh, I think they're a much more menacing part of the film. Mm. Kamunga is played off as the big boss kaiju. Yeah. But he shows up right at the end after so much stuff has happened, including the Kamakuras. Yeah. That it seems almost like a, almost like a little add-on. Yeah. A little bit like an afterthought. He, he comes in the third act of Son of Godzilla. Yeah. Um, Isn't that, apart from being you know, a spider kaiju, which is pretty cool, isn't that unique? Yeah. I mean, name name Kamunga's powers for me, Jaysha. He can shoot web from his mouth. Mothra can do that. He has a big old pincer that comes out of his mouth that he can use to kind of paralyze you for a few seconds. <laughs> so I just got a flashback to the scene where it paralyzes Godzilla's, Godzilla's face. Godzilla's face from, his from the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he also has multiple legs that he can reach far, far into cave systems, wherever you're hiding, where his leg will find you. He gets one person with him, I yeah. guess. No, I, I like Kamunga visually. Mm. This is another instance of too little, too late, I think. Yeah. If they set him up a bit more at the start of the film, he would have been cool. That said, I'd get an action figure of him. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I want an action figure of him too. I agree with you. He's not in it enough, but I again, I really like what they do with the story for him. Like you hear about it in Son of Godzilla, which we've talked about. You guys know I love Son of Godzilla, so I'm probably a bit biased when it comes to Kamanga <laughs> as well. But they set up that he's got his Kamanga's like is it Kamanga's caves over there or Kamanga's yeah. homes over there? You don't want to disturb him. You hear about that early in the movie. Because was Kamanga giant before the radiation or the weather? I think he was a bit bigger like the Kamakuras were. They were yeah, big to begin yeah. with, but they grew a lot bigger. So, yeah, we heard about Kamanga's home and he, then we kind of forget about him for a bit. And then later on, people go near Kamanga's home and wake him up. And I really love the sequence of him waking up and initially coming after these two humans who awoke him because they're trying to hide in a cave and he's like trying to reach in and he's spraying web on them. And it's quite a scary sequence. Everyone hates spiders. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really hate spiders. If a spider comes by, I'm not going to get scared of it. I'll probably pick it up. But, oh, uh, guys, he's lying. But he's <laughs> deathly afraid of them. I don't mind spiders. But, I mean, like, if you turned... If you had... <laughs> if I turned into a spider? <laughs> no. No, go down that, go down that <laughs> thought track. say, if you turned and had a look at, like, your shoulder right now or your arm... Yeah. And saw an unrecognizable spider. You'd kind of be a little bit freaked out. Like it's the same thing when you see a bee or a wasp on you. You're like, oh, these things might be able to hurt me. Per- personally, no, but really, general, yeah, okay, I can see what you mean. Yeah, so I mean, spiders are a little bit scary to begin with, and I think it's just perfect creating this huge legendary spider, giving him some real, like, almost horrible scenes. Yeah. Like, I like him, even though he's not in it for much. And again, he's in a Destroyer Monsters for a few seconds. Yeah. All he does is shoot web the whole time. I, I think he's great in the fact that, as a kaiju, the idea of him is so cool. He'd be awesome if you brought him into the, the newer modern monsterverse. And, like, turned it into a bit more of a horror. That'd be so cool. Yeah. They just need to take it a little bit farther for me. They should do that. The next monsterverse should just be set on a random island with insects that grow large not even insects just animals that have randomly grown large son of godzilla let's do it bring them back let's do it i feel like that's a movie yeah is that the new jurassic park jurassic world <laughs> locusts you're talking about oh have you not seen the latest no, jurassic no, world been. yeah more like a locust world am i right <laughs> <laughs> all right are we up to number 17 17 for number 17 i put mega Nulong from rodan and this is like the small insects that rodan ends up eating yeah just small insect like creatures which we'll get into a bit later but they're pretty scary again kind of similar to why i like yeah, manga. i like them i'll talk about them a bit later on too 17 for me mechanicon mechanicon uh, miles better than king kong yeah right off the bat i think we all can agree yeah. on that <laughs> yeah and it's the first case of Toho creating mechanical robot counterparts yeah. to original kaiju. And I just love how they take that ball and run with it in the future. Yeah. Like, how, how far do they go? I know there's Mecha King Jidora, Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Multiple different versions of Mecha Godzilla. Oh. Yeah, there's some good stuff coming up. This is where it originated. Mechanicon was the blueprint. You're right. And he. You don't really need much personality or uniqueness when it comes to a robot like mm-hmm. this. Like, it's enough just to have this mindless metal monster yeah. that is just dangerous and kind of unstoppable. Give it a pretty cool suit. Yeah. Build it up as something terrifying. Yeah. 
and put them in some real cool like action sequences like that i still the the most memorable part of king kong escapes for me is that big fight at the very end when they're on tokyo tower is it so cool and mechanic kong i can just i can still picture him like up the top there like throwing things down at king kong below him that's one of my favorite fight scenes yeah i also love how the start of the movie it kicks off with Mechanicong trying to go down into like the ice caves to get an element and immediately like being too weak to handle it and powering down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stupid. I love it. <laughs> 16. 16, I put the Kamakuras. Kamakuras. Whoa. Hey. Match back up for number 16. So these are the giant praying mantises in Son of Godzilla. Did you not find these more terrifying than Kamunga? Uh, I, I like both of them. Again, I really like the scenes. Um, with Kamanga when there's this real horror element to them and he's actually this real scary creature. Whereas a lot of the scenes I feel with the Kamakuras, they're played off more for fun than for horror. Like a lot of the scenes, they're batting rocks between them and throwing them at Manila. Um, but again, they're still scary. When you first see this, the Kamakuras, and it's like, you, it's dark and you just see its eyes and it's the sound it makes as it's walking through the jungle. No, that's the thing. I was going to say, I agree with you that they're played off more, a bit more joke, a bit more fun when they're giant. Yeah. But when they are first small, I think that's more terrifying. Yeah. Because it's literally just these giant praying mantises with flashlights, essentially, for mm. eyes. Uh, just that starting scene, it sets the tone for them. Yeah. Real well. They're, they are still pretty scary. Yeah. And they're pretty cool. Like, I love that they went with praying mantises and spiders for the creatures mm. to make giant. Because they're two pretty scary looking things to begin with. Yeah. And it just really heightens that and makes it makes it so much scarier to make yeah. them kaiju. And the fight scenes with them as well. There's so many moving limbs. They use a whole soundstage. They have some flying ones. They're able to rip them to shreds and throw off. What is it, like an arm of a Kamakura? Yeah, they're just getting ripped apart. Stage. It's great. I also like that there's like a gang of them, that they stay in like a pack. Yeah. And there's there's not just like a single Kamakura that they go up against. It's like three of them that are completely wailing on Manila. It's Manila's first battle. Yeah. <laughs> and he loses. <laughs> he gets destroyed by Kamakuras. I was doing a bit of research afterwards, or just while I was um, reading stuff up for, des- for Destroy All Monsters. But like, we completely miss this in the episode. Apparently... Kamakuras, one of them makes an appearance in Destroy All Monsters. Really? Very briefly. In one of the scenes with Kumanga, you can see a dead, webbed up Kamakuras. And oh. <laughs> it's one of the scenes they used in Destroy All Monsters from Son of Godzilla. Yeah, the stock footage from the previous. Yeah, yeah. but Kamakuras is like listed as one of the kaiju that appear in huh. Destroy All Monsters just because of this mistake. That's real cool. <laughs> okay, Joshua, 15. 15? We're getting up there. 15 is Mechanicong for me. Right. I like the guy. Way, way. He's 15. <laughs> King Kong for me is 26. Like, there's a big difference. <laughs> big gap. Up there for me is Anguirus. Anguirus is that low for you. Why do you like Anguirus so much? I'm assuming he's in the top 10 for you. Yeah, he's way up there for me. Why? Like, I, I agree. This, this is why he's higher than everything else for me. I like him. I like his design. He isn't that unique to me, though. Really? He's based off a dinosaur. Yeah. Probably more closely resembles one than Gorosaurus. Mm. Uh, I think his prevalence in the movie... The the fire monster? What is it? (laughs) Godzilla raids again? But then he's also in the American remake. Yeah, Gigantus the fire monster. I think of him as Gigantus and I don't know why. (laughs) 
Uh, he's got a real cool fine scene where Godzilla ends up biting his neck. Yeah. And they set up that that's where his brain is. And I think that's a real cool bit of world building mm. there. Why is he... Why is he high for you? He he just has a real unique physiology. Like, I... Again, I just love that weirdness to do with how his insides work and how he works <laughs> as a creature. Um, but, he, yeah, he does look like a dinosaur. He looks like a cool one. But then he's got all those added little extra parts, like the horns on his head, the multiple horns, kind of making, like, a crown. Yep. Spiky shells are always fun. Yeah, real spiky shell. And then he's got that, like, <laughs> real funny... Uh, way his like back shell works when it's two flaps that kind of come apart at times and you can see the little zip yeah you can see the little zipper uh i just like how he is again quite a scary unique monster to go up against godzilla in the sequel to the original movie Mm. but then when they bring him back and kind of reinvent him a little bit they right off the bat later on you mean yeah and destroy all monsters yep um right away they're like reinvigorate him with a bit more personality and he gets a little bit of time to shine he's and a few funny scenes with rodan yeah he he like actually goes pretty crazy in the fight against your hangs on to him as like hanging on for his life onto one of Jadora's yeah, yeah, yeah. necks i have seen in garrison a few movies down the track and that might be influencing me a little bit why he's so high but yeah i i really love him I really like him, and I think I said that way back when we talked about him initially, but I think he's cool looking. I mean, I had tons of dinosaur toys <laughs> growing up, and just to have... Did you have an Anguirus toy? I think we did, yeah. I think you did. Yeah, I think we did. So, just to have something that looks that cool and does get a bit of personality and is pretty unique coming to a Godzilla movie, I think it's great. Number 14. Number 14. I've got Mega Nulon. Wow, okay. We've talked about it. I've got Dagora for my number 14 but Megan Nulong yep. in Rodan I actually in that movie prefer the Megan Nulong over Rodan really? Mm-hmm. well it's like two thirds of the movie is the characters fighting the Megan Nulong yeah there's there's some real cool scenes with the Megan Nulong where we talked about it in Rodan but it starts off very similar to like aliens just real scary a bunch of miners in a cave, they're just getting killed off and going missing. And then they find out that there's these eggs with like, oh, no, it's an egg with Rodan, eh? But there's mega Nulons just randomly in this cave. In the, ca- in the mines, was it? In the mines, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I love it because it gets flooded, the mines do. And all the characters end up going in there. And for a good solid like 20, 30 minutes, things are slowly taking them one by one. Yeah, we have no clue what it is. Yeah. And me not having seen this movie before, I was like, what the heck? This isn't Rodan. Yeah. Is it another one of the miners? It was quite a cool surprise when watching Rodan because I don't think either of us knew that these things were in it. No. And I know that they return and are an important part in Godzilla versus Megagirus. Megagirus is like the queen of the Meganulon. Oh, really? Is that connection? Yeah. So... I have no clue that these things showed up all the way back then. Like, we had giant insects in one of the first Toho Kaiju mm-hmm. movies. And I remember the scene when it, like, breaks through the wall into this lady's house. Yeah, into when, the normal house. Yeah. I think she just had a bath or something. I can't really remember. But it just breaks into this house. And it's this real moment of terror. And it's just this cool scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they're real cool. I get that. Just the, the idea of a bunch of these giant insects just taking over this town. Mm. It's it's a really cool idea, 
and it's more memorable for me than Rodan is in his own film. True. And again, they're not huge. Like, they're not as big as Rodan no, or Godzilla. Not. Like, they're just bigger insects than normal. And it allowed for some of those cool little combat sequences where uh, they're, like, pushing the minecarts into them. Yeah, they're, that. they're pushing minecarts into the Mega ones. Man, I want to watch Rodan again because of them. Number 13. Is it time for a rewatch? <laughs> it's, are, we, are we watching it right now? <laughs> Rodan? Number 13 for me, I have Gorosaurus. So he's pretty high for me. Manda is higher for you, is he? Manda? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Who do, was Manda your... Well, Manda, you're 13. Yeah. Manda. Manda. I like Manda. I like Manda too. He doesn't do much in Destroy All Monsters, but... <laughs> oh, he wraps around. <laughs> he wraps around a whole train bridge thing. Yeah, and even just thinking back to Atragon, he doesn't do much in that. But again, I love these monsters that have a real cool story around them. And Mand is one of the ones that is the protector of this underwater civilization. Yeah. He's this really long serpentine dragon with horns and a mane and whiskers. And he looks really cool in his scenes when he's under the water. The puppet they use for him is real cool. Again, I just like him because he's unique. He's really unique. Yeah. Just, just have a creature like this as a monster in one of these films is really, really cool when you think about it. Other than the giant sea monster. Yeah. Uh, this is how you do a giant yeah. sea serpent. You don't have any other snake-like creatures like yeah. this. And I keep thinking back to that scene in, in Atragon where they have no clue that Amanda exists. And then is it the window opens up down in the... In the city that they kept in. Yeah. And yeah. they see its eye for the first time. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to be fed to the protector. Yeah. And they just open. Oh, that's a real cool way to set up just how pivotal of a monster is as a role in their own movie. Yeah. Big time. Atragon's one of the movies I think would would be like one of the only ones that I, I would say, yeah, remake this movie. Because oh, they could do that really well. Having some of those scenes with, I can just imagine some of those scenes with Manda. And that would be so, so cool. The, yeah, there's so many elements in that movie. Like, it, it'd be able... It'd be enough to pad out a big film nowadays. Yeah. You could do it really well. And even in Destroyer Monsters, just when they make him more snake-like, I, I kind of like that again, because there's just nothing else like him. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at my list. Manda was my number 12. Manda was your number 12. What was yours? That's true. If you imagine in your head. All right. A salad. What are you... What? What are the main ingredients of salads? You've got your tomatoes, carrots, lettuces. You, you got your mushrooms. You got your mushrooms. This is... Matango is your number 12. <laughs> yeah. Well. From the movie, Matango. Yep. Reviewed by us and our good friend. Braca Nurse joined us to talk Matango. That was a really, really cool movie. I love Matango. Cool idea for a kaiju. This yeah. is not one singular... Not really one singular kaiju. Uh, it's an infectious fungus. Kind of like a hive mind? Yeah, a hive mind of these mushroom zombies yeah. that have infected the humans. Such a cool idea. Yeah. I also love how in the movie it's played off almost as a psychological thriller. Mm. So at times you, you never really know if these things are real or made up or what the heck is happening. People are just hallucinating yeah. or... Yeah, that oh, that last sequence when 
you just see so many Matango and they're all making that real creepy like laughing noise. Everyone's like the psychedelics. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's infected. It's so such a scary atmosphere. It's they're really, really cool. Like they're really cool. Are we watching rewatching Matango right now? <laughs> These things are great. The fact that they were built up from a a short story as yeah. well. Yeah. Were the actual Matango a part of that story? Um Yeah, I think so. Um I can't remember. But I think they they were affected by something. The people I, I think they were affected by some sort of mushroom. Yeah, it's such a cool spin on the zombie story because it's you have that hive mind aspect as well as a horror aspect. Yeah, uh, as well as by the end, our main character gets infected or half infected. Mm. Who knows what's up with him? It's just a real cool infectious kaiju. I don't think we see another one of it for a while. Yeah. Or period. Man, I'm looking forward to seeing this, the Matango in Godzi Band or Godzilla Island or whatever they come into next. Do you think you will get that <laughs> Matango on a tricycle? Oh, I still want that Matango on a tricycle. To tell you all the truth, there's a website called Baiye. Baiye. B-U-Y-E-E. And okay. it like lets you buy things from Asian... Uh, like eBay, Amazon, um, when you're not in Japan or China or, or anywhere. So it's like a VPN for... Yeah, you can buy stuff through stores. the site and they do all the contact for you and they make it really easy to um, communicate with the seller and get the product from wherever you're buying it from to you, wherever you are. And I have set up uh, <laughs> a like, weekly email that tells me the price of this Matango on a tricycle. Seriously? You haven't told me about this. Has this been going for over a, for pretty much a year now? <laughs> it's been going since we covered Matango. But then every week it's just like, oh, this thing's $400 NZ. This thing's $500 oh, NZ. Man. I'm telling you, if it drops, if it drops by a couple hundred, I'm going to be tempted. That being said, Christmas is coming up. Yeah. If you want to give Jasher a pulse on the Christmas. <laughs> please, please. 11. 11, I have Mogera. Mogera. Mogera, the robot alien kaiju from the Mysterians, who we talked about with Adam and Alex from the final draft. I loved him when I saw him. Yeah. And he is next after this one, Ebera. Ebera is your number 11? 11. He was my number 20. You really like Ebera. Jasia. I mean, it's your favorite. I don't know why. (laughs) I think there is something about the quality of the movie that influences the kaiju in it. Yeah. I think it can't be helped. And this movie, I think it's the highest rated one I have so far. I'm actually surprised it's not even in my top 10. <laughs> I, d- I think it's... Look, I may be a bit of a hypocrite saying I hate these giant just animals. <laughs> <laughs> but hear me out. She's got different claws. <laughs> Is he a lobster? Is he a shrimp? Nobody knows. He's a new thing. <laughs> Uh, the, I think the reason I like him, I love his design. Yeah. One. Two, real cool underwater fight, which we haven't seen between Kaiju. Yeah. Three, different claws which have different purposes. Yeah. Four, they don't really set the sky up, but you bring him in suddenly. He has one of the most epic fight scenes and leaves. <laughs> Shed move. <laughs> well, I really like how... He works within the story as well. Like you've got, are they the red bamboo? Yeah. The red bamboo, um, like terrorists that are staying on this island. 
And every time they want to leave the island or come back to the island, they need to spray the substance all over themselves to be able to get past Ibra, who's just like this absolute... No, he was... That's right. He was set up a little bit as just something that happens if you don't do that. Yeah. It's just this horror of the deep, you know? He's just going to destroy you if you don't um, make precautions or try and stop him. Like, the movie's named after him. He shows up for a, a fight scene. I think he's in a couple fight scenes. But, like, one continuous fight scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm touching these kaiju by a few factors. One, their designs. Yeah. Two, personalities. Three, movie. Four, if I could picture them just as a little miniature of my desk. Having one as a collectible is yeah. one of the main factors for you. I would love an Ebera collectible. You're loving Give it, it to me. Ebera collectible. But there's ten more you would like more than collectibles going into the top ten. That's right. Shoot, there's a lot more monsters to cover than we first realized, so we thought that we'd break this up a little bit and release our top 10 as a separate episode or a part two following this one in two weeks' time. Hope you've all enjoyed listening. We've been loving our season break at the moment. We're skiing, we're searching for the snowman over in the Japanese Alps, but we can't wait to be back soon. As always, huge thanks to Cassie Celine and Decora9898 who do all of our awesome, awesome artwork for us every episode. And if you haven't already, be sure to follow the link in the show notes or on our socials to join our Discord community. And we'll catch you guys soon.